Let's go. Despite what you do, who you are, just stay true when you grind and go hard. I'm a real go getter. Put Columbia on the map. If you think I'm playing, yeah, you think I'm playing. Cause I'ma go hard and I'ma do it for my street. What's going on, everybody? This is the Tribe 44 podcast presented to you by United Citizens Bank of Southern Kentucky. It's a bank to come home to because it's locally owned and operated. UCB provides the best in customer first care in Adair County. United Citizens Bank, we do it all right here. For the show's intents and purposes, I'm your host, Will Rich, and I am joined yet again tonight by, for the second year in a row, the UCB Employee of the Year, Clay Turner. Clay, how are you? I'm doing great, Will. How are you doing? Doing very well. Doing very well. How does it feel to be the best employee that United Citizens Bank has? Well, you're the only person that tells me that, but I really appreciate it, Will. Well, it you should you should wear that title proudly because it is it's not just me, Clay. It's it's all of Adair County believes that, Clay. Well, I appreciate all of Adair County as well. Was it just a running day? I was the only person. Well, you were the only one running, but that doesn't I'm, matter. <laughs> I'm like the people on the election day. They're like have celebration parties, even though they're the only person running. Yeah, you were the write-in ballot when <laughs> yeah. nobody else was running. Yeah. I got you. But it's okay because it's still a title. Michael Scott declared bankruptcy, so you might as well be able to declare <laughs> <laughs> that's my fa- that's probably my favorite thing from that whole show is when he <laughs> declares bankruptcy. I think it's so funny. I declare bankruptcy. Hey, I just wanted you to know that you can't just say the word bankruptcy and expect anything to happen. I didn't say it. I declared it. Well, I had one of those. I kind of had one of those moments today, Clay. I told you a little bit about it this morning, but every night. Of course, for those of you that don't know, I'm a big coffee guy. I love coffee. I did not drink any coffee until Dax was born, and Dax doesn't sleep. Never has. I don't think he ever will. So coffee became my best friend. Samantha got a picture of me drinking my first ever cup, Clay, and I was holding a baby and drinking a cup of coffee. And now it's become part of life. Oh, it's it's an it's an everyday thing. And when Dax was real small, it was at least a pot a day. But I've cut back, and now I'm like two or three cups a day. So I'm doing I'm doing better as far as that that's concerned. But every night we make a a half a pot of coffee. You know, to we schedule it to start in the morning when we get up, so I can get up, just go get me a cup of coffee, and start my day. Well, last night I decided that I needed to clean the coffee pot, so I cleaned the coffee pot and then didn't stick it back in the coffee maker. So we woke up this morning to a half a pot of coffee, like in the floor, in the air duct. It was uh, on the um, robot vacuum thing that we've got. It was everywhere. But the pantry smelled fantastic. Well, at least that's, yeah, that's not the best. uh... It wasn't a great start to the morning. Took a whole roll of paper towels. I probably could have used a regular towel. That probably would have been more um, efficient. But I was on my hands and knees in coffee, and I was mourning the loss of my coffee this morning. It was terrible. But that's all right, because it's Monday, and those things happen on Mondays. Mondays and then I worse. sent Dax to school with his pants on backwards. Uh, you know. That's a direct result of no coffee. So, some people they really they can't live without it. 
Well, I sent my child to school with his pants on backwards and nobody noticed, not a soul noticed until he gets, well, actually his teachers did notice, but they asked him if he wanted to turn his pants around and he said, no, I'm good. So that'd have been me probably growing. That that was Dax. He, he, he had backwards pants decided, nah, I'm good. I'm fine. So then Samantha saw him before I did in the afternoon because had I seen him first in the afternoon, his pants would have been switched around before mom could have seen it. But she saw it first, so I got a very nice phone call. I'm sure. Yeah, about the pitifulness of our child and not being paid attention to in the morning, even though she knew good and well that I was on my hands and knees cleaning up coffee. But that's beside the point. Anyway, so that was a direct result of no coffee. When I have no coffee, I send my kid to school with his pants on backwards. So anyway, that is a great segue into this first segment. It's brought to you by Downey Eye Clinic. Downey has been the leader of optometry services in Adair County since 1981, and they're committed to providing the best personalized eye care possible for the people of Columbia. Have you had a really bad embarrassment where you sent your child to the school with their pants on backwards and you think you need to move? Call Luke Piles with Next Home Realty Experts. He's the man to call for all things real estate in Southern Kentucky. Residential, commercial, investment properties, he does it all. So give him a call or text today at 270-378-0405 or message him on any social media platform. Well, Clay, it's that time again. We've got four NBA teams left and we've got five NFL teams left to determine what my fandom will be for the rest of my life. I do think, though, that Samantha has gone astray. I think she's become a Bengals fan. The The loss against the Chiefs kind of ripped her heart out, really upset her, and Bengals she's a Hootay Nation. Yeah, she's a Hootay Nation. And the, the guy with the late hit on the quarterback out of bounds, that's like her favorite player now. She just loves him because he I, cried a lot. I, feel, I honestly felt really awful for him. Of course, the Super Bowl has already happened at this point, and we're we're reliving old stuff. But still, she that that's why now she's gonna be she's gonna wear orange, and maybe I'll join her, maybe not. Who knows? Let's we'll see. Let's start with the NFL since we've got. Why don't we just do NFL tonight? Because we've got some other things that we need to talk about after the interview. So let's just do NFL tonight, and then I'll, that'll give us four and four. So this is gonna eliminate an NFL team that I will not be a fan of moving forward and the pick tonight is the panthers the panthers have been removed from the board they were on there twice too clay they were and now they're just eliminated if i was going to this is kind of funny because if i was going to pick four those would probably be the four that i would pick the Bengals. i'm having a hard time with because they're good you know what i'm saying i don't want to be a bandwagon bandwagoner that was the whole point of this was to not be a bandwagoner. And there's so many people around here that are Bengals fans. Or yeah. they are as of like two years, you know. As of well, like it's like being a Braves fan. You know, the, the all the Braves fans came out of the woodworks. I've been beating my head against the wall as a Braves fan my whole life. And they win the World Series. And now there's all these people that were that have been Braves fans since they watched them on the Superstation when they, you know. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear Siri? I, I heard something. It sounds okay. Like- Siri, Siri is a pain in my rear end. I've got to find a way. If anybody at home knows how to turn that off on my watch to where Siri will just randomly talk to me, she listens to me. I was reading a book to Dax the other night and I looked at my watch and she was literally typing down everything that I was saying. I was rewriting the entire book. And then she was like, I'm sorry, I don't understand that. 
it's so aggravating and I do it in class and I'll be talking to kids and then my watch will pick something up and I don't understand how it happens and how to stop it. So if anybody at home can give me any pointers on how to stop that, I would really appreciate it because Siri likes to give me an attitude. So the other day she was mean to me, Clay. I'm telling too many stories tonight, but it's just coming up in conversation. She was mean to me the other day. Sometimes I like to randomly in my house, I will speak songs like i don't sing them i'll just speak the words as if that's my normal conversation so the other day i was just speaking the song uh what's the song called clay it's um it's like it's bruno mars and he's like something about i'm too hot and then they say hot and then a word i can't say on here or i shouldn't say it all because i love jesus call the police and the fireman i'm too hot that song too hot Oh yeah. Okay. I got you. Make a dragon want to retire, man. Yeah. So I was saying, I was saying yeah. that and Uptown Siri, Funk. Uptown Funk. That's what it's called. So I was saying that part and Siri says, you don't seem too hot to me. Now that was just rude. She's very correct. That, that was really was also, rude. That was just rude. And you know what? Sometimes Clay, you're rude to our guest that we're going to have tonight because <laughs> you like to insult his favorite football team. So let's just go ahead and, and get into that. And we've got some things to talk about after some exciting things to talk about after the interview. So stick around with us after that, but Clay's going to introduce coach Bryant and we'll get the ball rolling. Tonight we're lucky to be joined by the head girls basketball coach, Gerald Bryant. We're going to be talking about, uh, district preview for the tournament and then just kind of how the season overview's been and just how everything's gone. Coach Bryant, it's great to have you tonight. How are you doing? Hey, it's good to be here. Always good to, to have just some, some home dialogue with you guys and a great representation. Feeling good and, and excited at the same time. Super excited for what the girls have done and the support we've received throughout so far and, and just you know, on the verge of breaking breaking history, if you would. Coach Bryant, talk about the season so far. You know, compared to last year, I think you've already beat last year's win total. You know, like every season, I'm sure there may be a game or two you may think kind of let one slide, but you also got some good wins that, you know, maybe people wouldn't have also thought you got. Yeah, you know, we, um, we've seen some great things happening with the girls, seen some, some milestones, seen some, some new career highs and some – had some some shiny moments at, at times, and and then there's a, a few that we say that you know we could have done a little bit different, a little bit better, and come out with a different result. You know, at, at this point, I was pretty excited to have you know just a culmination of of folks that are have history together, great chemistry already, and then starting to bring along those others from through the middle school programs and those that have been through travel ball and teams. And so seeing all these things kind of brought back together, kind of restoring the pride in the, in the game for the girls. Coach Brown, is there a win that sticks out this year for you? Um, you know, there's, there's a few of them that have been really big for us just based on the things that we know from a year ago to now or even in the last several years. You know, if you look at our history with Marion County, as an example, that was my first win last year. And then since then, although they came back and beat us the second time last year, we've now beat them twice this year. And so if you look at the history there, that's three out of the last four against Marion County. I think that we were able to look at Glasgow, who was up by almost 30 points against us last year at halftime 
we came back this year, played them at home, and, you know, we were up, and they came back and beat us, but then we found them or played them in a Christmas tournament, and we, we had our eyes set on them. We went out there and had a great plan against them, felt good about it, and the girls went out there and delivered. We got the win against them. At the time, they were like 10-4. and four. Uh, They had a strong RPI representation, and it beat several teams as well. Coach, we talk about some players. Of course, Ellie Cheatham's led us, not surprised, with points, rebounds. Her effort, to me, is her probably her biggest thing. And I know a lot of times people act like that's uh, you know something you should do, but to me, effort actually is a skill. Someone who plays extremely hard is a skill. But uh, who are some other kids that have really stepped up this year, that different role for them, but they've really stepped up in the role that you've asked of them? Well, I, I mean, I could talk, I could go down the list and talk about nearly every single player and what they've brought to this team to help us to be successful, whether it's them being on the side and, and represented and cheering. I, I love having some of our seventh and eighth graders, you know, that are just been there that since we've added them to the, uh, the roster for the varsity, they've been great just as supporters and encouragement, you know, full of energy. At times where we're in hostile areas, they're the cheerleaders along with me shouting defense behind me. And, you know, you come up the ranks and, and you look at someone like a, an Addie Bowman as a seventh grader who has hit clutch free throws for us. And, you know, although I know it's very difficult and she could be extremely nervous, you know, she goes up at the end of a game and knocks down free throws, which was a big deal for us, helped us to secure a win. I can talk about Reese Barden. You know, just coming there as an eighth grader and being able to secure several, you know, good minutes and, and give breaks and as well as hit some key shots. But these guys have also delivered at the freshman and the JV level since we've seen them this year. They've only lost one game each to Russell from a freshman and JV standpoint. So there's great hope there. When I look at the, the other levels, you know, we've been able to bring Jada into the starting lineup this year. I think she's learned a lot about the the game itself and she's capitalizing on on that part of it just seeing her growth when you go down to you talked about ellie ellie you know hit several milestones a career high 31 points against larue larue was another one of our big wins this year but during that same larue game she captured her thousand rebound and joined the 1000 point club all in the same night and then her cousin, Lily Loy, steps in there. She's had four career highs this year. And uh, during that same LaRue game, had 18 points. Sarah Collins can't say enough. Sarah is always defensive-minded. But this year, Sarah has been able to step in there with double-digit scoring per game and also averaging over seven rebounds a game. Sarah's like 5'2", maybe 5'3". And she's averaging seven rebounds at the varsity level. And she had a career high, I believe, 14 rebounds earlier this season. Kinsley Aiken is another one. You know, when, when uh, we had Hannah, Hannah has, has played a, a huge role for us playing multiple positions this year, being able to play a little forward, a little center at times, but also being able to play a point guard. So she's been that utility person for us and still been able to deliver. She's done it with um, with a smile and with – with appreciation about going out there and getting it done with whatever we need. And then so while Hannah was sick at one point, having surgery, Kinsley Aiken was asked to, to step into the starting role in the first game for the varsity and, and being a point guard and such. And 
she's done a, a really good job and learned a whole lot along the way. She's averaging about seven points a game or so, which I think is is huge as she's just continuing to grow. I think about Ray, Reagan, Shelby, those guys that have been anchoring our JV, but also they've been very good to our young girls that have come along just to encourage them and play alongside them and, and help them along the way. Just seeing all of them get that growth, it's just been exciting for me as a coach to see it. And, Coach, you know, one thing about this team, too, you have zero seniors. Yeah. Of course, yeah, that's you know. scary. You, of course, you want to do well this year, and we're doing better than we did last year. There's, there's a signs of improvement. But also, guys, to make you feel good, the fact that, you know, you can have this same group next year. Yeah, it's exciting. A little scary for, not for me, but for, for others. I will tell you that in the last six seasons before this one, we've seen 11 wins, two nine-win seasons, a three, a two, and a five has been our history, is what we've seen. And so I believe that by the time we're done this season, we're going to be right back on the, on the top side of that part of it, looking to hit double digits and beyond by the end of this season. I think that that's going to put us in a great position going into next year where we don't have seniors right now that will help us to develop and already have been tested at this level and hopefully beyond. Yeah, Coach, we're trying to make region for the first time. I think this is going to be – First time in six years, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, trying to change some momentum the other way. Yeah, I, th- I think that, you know, and, and here's the thing. So I, I feel like the, the girls have bought in. I feel like they have achieved and accomplished things. They've worked on them, themselves. They've worked together as a team to, to be better. And as they've learned more about the game and the basketball IQ has gone up, I've seen a whole lot more be able to come and give us a return on the investment. That goes all the way down to every level. Like, I haven't just delivered all of this on my own. I look and see the, the ones that have helped with Little League, the ones that have helped to travel uh, with them. We've got parents of children that are now coming up into the high school ranks who started traveling with them years ago and just poured everything into them and supported them, took them to see UK games and those kinds of things, and just constantly taking them all over, competing at, at this level. And now that, that experience is paying off. We've seen a middle school teams that have been successful in the last couple of years, winning championships, now translating up to the high school level, seeing other things. And so if we can continue to build and funnel those, those kids in the pipeline that same way, I believe we can get back to the level that we we once were for several years and become dominant again. Coach Bryant, now we're going to talk about the district tournament preview. So, Coach, you know, Marion County, of course, we beat them both times. First time we, to be honest with you, it wasn't wasn't that competitive. We was up 10 to 15 most the entire game. Second time it was a little bit closer, but we was up most of the game. They came late, tied it up, but we ended up winning still. What do we think about? face America, you know, they always say it's hard to beat a team three times. But to say that, I would rather beat someone twice than lose to someone twice if you're going to play them in district tournament. Yeah, I, I agree. I'll tell you from a, a perspective on Marion, during our first game, we were able to get their point guard in foul trouble. And their point guard carries about, she's their leading scorer, leading rebounder. And so she means everything to them. And she p- plays about 95% of the time. And so I know that it's very important for us 
to have an eye on her with her, her left hand, her ability to get close to the basket. And then the other part of it is, you know, what can we do to make sure that we hold her accountable on a defensive end, that she has to go down and play us and to, to play the, the right role and she's not just out there roaming or taking plays off, trying to rest and then attack us on the offensive standpoint. The other part of it is, you know, I think that our strategy around our defense with them will be completely different come playoffs. I look forward to an opportunity like that. I think that, you know, we will probably be able to play a matchup zone so that we can get out there. We, we saw a young lady hit, uh, got real streaky really fast, and we had to adjust our defense to her because she hit three straight threes. Uh, we went into a box in one, which play, uh, proved to be successful for us for quite some time throughout the rest of the game. Coming into the fourth quarter where we were kind of looked like we were out of stink in a, of sorts uh, defensively, I think that we've shored that part of it up, and I think we'll be a lot better in the long run on the defensive end facing Marion in the tournament. Coach Brown, of course, if we play Taylor County, you'd be in the district championship game, which, well, you know, saying they beat so-and-so, but anything can happen. But most likely that would be the case. I think we can say if we get that other matchup, what's something about them that just makes it hard? Because, you know, you look at their scores, they're they're a really good basketball team. I know they play a lot of mm-hmm. kids. They yeah. really pressure the basketball. And, uh, it's not just one kid that can score. You know, they've got a lot of kids who can really score. And, you know, a hard, a team that's hard to guard is a team that has four or five kids that can do it versus one because it's a little bit easier to, to stop one versus five. Yeah, they're, they're very effective at their passing. And so you're not going to force them into a lot of errors on how they pass the ball. But every once in a while, these guys, they're, they're a phenomenal shooting team. They can get it done from the perimeter. They've added – the uh, young Jackson lady from over in Greene County, they've added her, so she's given them some presence on the inside as well. They already have some some girls that have been in the program for a while that also are able to, to produce inside. But one of the things that I've noticed about them is when they're on from outside, they're very, very difficult to get in any arm's reach of uh, as far as scoring. I'm talking about within... 15, 20 points, it's hard to even get in there. Uh, the other night I saw that they, they shot 18% from the three and still won by 20. Yeah, that's pretty impressive because usually a team like that, you know, you think, well, if I can get them on an off-shooting night, but that goes back to defensively, they're also pretty good. It's not just a we're going to try to outscore you type team. Yeah, you know, they have the ability to stay full-court pressure and man for the entire game. And you have to be in the top shape and condition, plus trust your your neighbor and teammate defensively in order for you to maintain such things. And so in, in doing that, it's it's no, no different than trying to play football these days. You want to catch the defense, not being able to go off the field so that they have to stay in there for every single play and not knowing how you're going to do it and what you're going to do. They've got to defend everything. Part of the, the, the history that I have with the Adair County Girls program from middle school to, to high school is there are times that we get just a few teams in our head and we already believe that we know the outcome and we just got to give ourselves a fighting chance. We got to believe, we got to go out there and fight, and we got to take no plays off, and we got to have no apologies and, and uh, no forgiveness that we, we're looking for. 
and just play no holes barred full throttle basketball. Coach, a little bit off top, you know, we talked about basketball in the season district tournament. Are you a are you a big fan of watching movies over and over? Absolutely. So you know, you probably wondered why I was asking that. Uh, I, no, I think you wasn't. probably know where I'm, I'm going with this, but you know that. No, explains, I'm going to let you go ahead and go the rest of the way with that. Probably explains why you're such a big Cowboys fan because you know it usually ends the same exact way over and over. Yeah. The thing that I love about it, though, since you're talking about watching the same movie over and over, we're the only team with stars. Check <laughs> well, the helmet. <laughs> you do have stars on the helmet. <laughs> I don't know how much it equates to winning, but we've brought you know. this man on our show. He's a guest and insulting the man, Clay. <laughs> well, I mean, he he knew when, when you're a Cowboys fan, you just you know, it's funny we're talking about you know Cowboys and Titans. Titans haven't won a Really, they've never won Super Bowl because Oilers That's never right. won more. Cowboys haven't made the NFC Championship game, I think, in 27 or 28 years. And, of course, you're leading the Derrick County Lady Indians, and we're trying to make the region for the first yeah. time in five years. But I hope that streak ends this year. I hope we uh, we break through. And, you know, of course, it's awesome to make the region. But like we talked about, this group's young, so – to get them some region experience for next year would be awesome. Yeah, it would. You know, I'm I'm excited and this this is not done. Like we're not done. You know, and there's there's so much more to be fulfilled and, and to still be done. And you know, we don't get it done without great support from our families, our our fans and and our friends that are out there and such. And so so many have been involved and it feels good to to have them wanting to see great things happen from it. And so we believe that we've got a chance. That's all you could ask for. We're going to go out here and give it everything that we've got to try to get into to the region. And then even there, try to, to cause an upset and uh, shake up the standings, everything else that's out there. Aside from that part of it, we, we're hoping to be right back out here, building again with fun and excitement, getting everybody else involved through it all. If you can imagine, the Adair County Lady Indians going into a regional tournament, that's already a big deal. And not not alone, only that part of it, but the history that we're making along the way and some of the teams that we're playing in and, and getting things done and having such milestones as Ellie Cheatham this year and such, it's just been a, an added blessing along the way. I do think that, you know, if we reload and come back again this next year, I believe that we're going to gain some other people that are going to be key players to to help us along the way. I just feel confident about that part of it. And uh, I think that in doing that, we're going to see even better things this next year. We'll be a team to watch, definitely. Well, Coach, we appreciate you taking the time out and talking with us tonight. Really enjoyed your insight on on the district tournament coming up and we wish you great luck and we'll we'll be rooting you on in in the di- district run and uh hopefully a region run as well so we really appreciate you being on and good luck to you thanks guys i appreciate you having me always enjoy the time the and the fun and the banter you know going back and forth throughout those things it's important i appreciate what you guys uh, mean to the community as well as our teams here in adair county thank you coach Pratt. thank you sir appreciate you all right take care you guys See, Clay Coach gave us a lot of insight on what's what he's looking to happen in the district tournament. He seems very excited, don't you think? Yes, he he's really excited. He loves where he has thanks the team's going, and uh, I'd love to see them break that region drought. 
I would too. I mean, it, it, I would be pumped. I do think he's right. If we were to if we were to break that drought and head over to region, I think there'd be a big showing because I mean our community is very supportive. Hopefully, we send a boys team and a girls team over there. Yeah, uh, well, boys this year. Boys trying to break that same streak. It was the year before, I think. It was the girls. The girls okay. have one more year. This last segment is brought to you by Jeffries Hardware. Jeffries has what you need for your next project. Milwaukee Power Tools, Porter Paint, Rental Center. They've got it all. So go see the folks at Jeffries Hardware, the friendly hardware store. Clay, there's something we do need to be talking about. We need to uh, discuss something that's coming up. Probably we'll we'll get the ball rolling. We need to do our behind-the-scenes stuff here pretty soon, but we'll, we'll be putting that on the show probably during uh, the spring sports season, maybe the little short period in between the winter sports and the spring sports. Uh, is We talked about it a little bit. We're going to take your top 25 players of all time. We are going to draft those into a team, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, correct. Uh, two teams. And they're going to play each other very similar to the Madden game that we had back at the end of football season. Very similar to that, but basketball and on 2K, right? So Seth has already got all the players logged in. I think he's done some trial runs with some different combinations of different teams. And um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be interesting because we will have less say in this than we did in the football. But the AI, the the computer is much more skilled in 2K than it was Madden, right? Yeah. And like I said, you know, Madden, we chose plays. I mean, you picked every play that we ran. Where this is going to be a little bit different. I mean, it's just going to be up to the players. And we've we've tried to develop a system where we've done their their ratings pretty pretty close. The rating system went really well for, for the Madden game and I think it's going I think it's going to be fine for the 2K game as well. Uh, we're not going to release those ratings because when video games release their ratings, they get like hammered. And I don't I don't really feel like facing that scrutiny on this show. Yeah. Do you play? I don't either. Yeah, but that's exciting. It's coming up. We're probably gonna start the behind the scenes stuff on that here probably in the next couple of days, honestly, to get that up and running and ready to go. But other than that, let's look at the schedule. This is the last week of the regular season. The boys team looks like they've got to end the year Nelson County, Caverna, and Hart. The last home game is, if you're listening to this on Monday, it is tonight, the 13th. Nelson County coming to our place. That should be, I mean, it'll be a good little tune-up. I, I don't think they're, I'm not looking for us to have much trouble with, with Nelson County. Now, Caverna, Clay, is not the Caverna of your your dad or your grandpa. This is a good Caverna team, right? It is a good Caverna team. And uh, they've got a big kid. He's been there for a while. Six, 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 seven. Honestly, maybe even taller than that. Mika Tur. Yeah, Mika Tur. We've talked about him on here before, haven't we? They're pretty good. They've killed Green County twice, beat them by 20 plus. They lost to Kellensville once in overtime. They beat them by 20 the other time. This is going to be a, a a good test for us before the region tournament. Yeah. And then that's Hart, good, that's Hart, a good game to have on the schedule late. And then Hart County lost one of their best players' shoulders, but he's got a a eighth grade brother or a freshman brother who started play. Wait, did they lose their best player's shoulders, or is that his name? Shoulders is his last name. I feel okay. like Hart, <laughs> I feel like Hart County has had last name shoulders playing for years. There's one that's a a sophomore. I think he's a junior, and apparently he's got an eighth grade or freshman brother. Yeah, who also is good. They're I always had to back it up because I was I, I I'm a, I, it sounded like a joke, but I was 
serious. I didn't know if like his shoulder was hurt and you just had scoop on that or if that was his name, but I yeah. didn't find out. Yeah. His last name's shoulders, but, uh, but they're yeah. not bad. A lot of those guys that play are football guys. That's a good football group. It's a good class of athletes. So, uh, that's a 500 team. They'll lose four in a row and then they'll win four in a row and then they'll lose yeah. one and then they'll win one. Yeah. Taylor beat them by 10. If that's your litmus test. Yeah. Know. Now Clay has, this is kind of off topic, but has, has Taylor not played LaRue or have they played LaRue? Yeah. They, they actually beat LaRue by two. They beat them by two. And LaRue is killing teams that right now, LaRue probably the hottest team in the region at this moment. Yeah, they, uh, they beat them by two back in, well, back at the beginning of January at Mary in that section, in that 2A sectional, right? Yeah. LaRue's shooting like 41% as a team from three. They, uh, they can really shoot it. So that's a that's a team that you got to kind of think about when you start looking at yeah the region contenders, region. which hopefully we can make region. You know we talked about those region. Teams. Yeah, we're gonna we'll just go ahead and say it because we had Coach Brown on this week. We'll have Coach Breeze on next week to kind of give us the lowdown on all that. So, but the girls to round out their season got Clinton away. So they're not home the rest of the year. So they're at Clinton, at Caverna, and at Hart. At Clinton, we played earlier in the year. We lost, but it was in that little tournament, and Clinton was smartly making teams play twice when they play would play, you know, they would play teams on the second time they played in that day, which obviously is a big advantage. Yeah. Hart County has like the second leading scorer in the state, the Bradley, I think D Bradley's her name. Cause they have the exact same record as the boys. They're nine and nine. Also, they've got one girl who can fill it up, been playing for years Been playing probably since she's in seventh grade. Name's D Bradley, and I think she averages twenty five a game, twenty five or twenty six. Just a junior, yeah. And for girls, that's you know that's some points. And then Caverna, they are the Caverna of your dad and your grandpa. <laughs> Caverna's <laughs> not very good, but I will say some of those scores you'll look they're scoring like fifteen, sixteen points. They didn't have their best player for a long time, and if you notice, they're still not doing great, but they're scoring forties or fifties now. There's a Richardson girl who she probably averages around 20. With her, it's a game we could we'll probably still win, but you never know. Without her, I mean, you never know. You got to come out and play, but it may be one of them we could name the score type type games if she you, didn't. You still got to play the games. Yeah, got district coming up. Hopefully, region for both boys and girls. It's 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 exciting to uh, to talk about because the boys have been on the cusp the last two, three years, just kind of had disappointing endings last couple of seasons. But for the boys and the girls to both be, you know, realistically in the conversation of going to the region, that's something we haven't got to experience in a while. So where's district at this time, Clay? District is at the Roby Dome in Marion County. So Marion County, listen, we've gone over there and won district tournaments before, and the, the place has been packed with Adair County fans. So let's do it again this year. Let's go pack it out and uh, be very supportive. That'll be next week. That's exciting. Exciting times. Go pack it out. Let's let's uh, support our boys and our girls. Hopefully help them uh, on their way to a region uh, tournament appearance. But uh, we always want to hear from you. If you like the show, have suggestions, or you just want to give us a shout-out, we're on Twitter, at Tribe44Podcast, Instagram under the same handle, and we are also on Facebook. Okay? If you don't have anything else, I've rambled all night. This has been the Tribe 44 Podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your preferred method of listening just to make sure you never miss any content. And we will talk to you all later. Let's go. Despite what you do, who you are.
just stay true when you grind and go hard I'm a real go-getter, put Columbia on the map If you think I'm playing, yeah you think I'm playing Cause I'ma go hard and I'ma do it for my street But yeah, in, I did. In, all, in all seriousness, Coach Brock, I thought this was one of your better chances this year. Yeah, we we had a we had a shot. I mean, you know, and and the thing is, is that no no team really gets out of the the season without someone taking some kind of injury, and that happened with us to see Dak go down for several games, and you know, then you saw us in the in the playoffs. You know, we again have a have a major running back and contributor go down for you know with a an ankle injury that that took him out for the second half and such. You know, we we saw some of those things. I believe other teams saw the same. You know, if you look at Jalen over in Philadelphia, the truth is, is that you know he came and they took a chance on him two years ago and put him in the starting lineup, and it didn't. It wasn't like it is now. But here they are surrounding them with other people that have, have come in and bought into the system and said, we believe and we want to get it done. And I think that Cowboys have been able to do some of those parts of it. They lost the cornerback a couple of weeks ago. But all the pieces are there. We feel good about it. I feel good about it. As long as we make the playoffs and we at least win one game, we've got one game closer than probably about 26 other teams. That you know, party. I said somewhere before Clay that that star on their helmet's actually a rating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but think about this. That's why sometimes we wear the helmet that has two, and we wear the jerseys that have one on each shoulder. Oh, okay. Hey, I'm not opposed to the two star places. I'm not opposed to them as long as they got two stars. I'll go. Well, you know, here's one thing I can tell you, man. To go see the Cowboys. You're still gonna pay the the prices that you would for the five star restaurants. I was gonna say, <laughs> and that doesn't, yeah, and that that's even if it's a a bad year. Going to a Cowboys game is not cheap. I, well, of course not. I mean, where else can you get an inside inside park Disney World, wherever you want to go and watch a football game at the same time? <laughs> Jerry's World is expensive. <laughs> of course, Clay, the Titans fan. Yeah, so, would it sorry, make, make playoffs? Sorry, but. But I would argue this, and you, you may disagree with me. I feel like if you're not going to be a contender, I'd rather be bad. To me, mediocre is kind of the worst place you can be in NFL. Clay, what rhymes with that is if you're not going to be a contender, then you're a pretender. Yeah, 100%. And, I'm, and <laughs> right. I'm good with being pretender because if you're in the, let's say, the 9 and 8 range, right. like you're going to have a not a great – I mean, you're going to have a good draft pick, but it's the middle of the – I'd rather stink have a good draft pick and try to build something no see you just accepted that losing thing you smell bad you shouldn't do that <laughs> well <laughs> when you're a cincinnati reds fan coach bryant you gotta accept losing so you just you know it's what happens it's what you do cincinnati has won before and cincinnati has traditions this this is houston oilers thing moving to nashville i mean come on <laughs> it's just not a good time for clay Right now, no, it's it's not. I mean, I don't even. Who's your quarterback? No, that's a great question. Uh, probably gonna be free. I will say this though: Who's your quarterback? I'm going with Dak Prescott. That's my that's my quarterback, man. Yep. I mean, that's what a lot of you know. You can take him, and 
we'll see how it goes. But, I mean, he can win you some regular season games. I will give you that. And he seems like a fine he seems like a fine gentleman, which I give him great respect for. Okay, how about this then? How many who who has the most representatives from former players that's in the booth these days doing announcing and play by play? Is that's are the, the Titans represented in any sort? Cowboys are like the Yankees. If you just there go to you that go. place, they just make you do stuff because you're a cowboy or Yankee or whatever. <laughs> Play, I, I will tell you, man. Congratulations on um, uh, on uh, the whole marriage thing and stuff. In another year, if things are going well there, at least you get to have someone there close to you to wipe your tears, man. For your yes, team. sir. <laughs> <laughs>